I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Get them high like noon or the moon or a room filled with smoke, a hype filled with dope. Y'all assumed I was doomed out of tune, but I still feel the notes with real nigga quotes. Real rappers is hard to find like a remote. Control rappers out of, used to, but I still got love. That's why I abuse you who are not thugs. Rock clubs like Tiger, Woods in the hood. Should have my own reality show called a Soul Survivor. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And, uh, feedback time. Yes, it is, sir. Uh, we had a week off. Um, yes, you know. yes, y'all. I was tired. Mm-hmm. Gotta get your mind right sometimes, people. Um, it was a lot of pressure to, to get the show back, you know. Yes, people uh, not happy. Everybody was, I feel like everybody was like a couple days behind and it was cool. And yeah, it was but, like, oh, you know, go ride a Karen, take y'all a break. Y'all work yeah, so hard. Yeah, then it was like, oh shit, my stitching yeah. not updating, my iTunes not updating. Hey niggas, where y'all at? Right. I feel like around Tuesday there was some concern that was like, is <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. okay? Everything One person asked right. me, was everything okay with the podcast? I told him we got a divorce. <laughs> And uh, he was like, I'm sorry to hear that. And then I, I was like, I can't believe he believed that. <laughs> it takes way longer than that to get a divorce. Well, that's a quick divorce. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like one week, man. People don't believe in black love at all. They're like, mm, they only take three days to get a black divorce. Mm-mm. You could pay extra for, for uh, overnight shipping for yeah. all those papers. They expedite the black divorces. The marriages barely count. <laughs> But, uh, yeah. Three-fourths so, of a marriage. No, one-third of a marriage. My bad. By yesterday and shit, it was like, when y'all coming back? It was like, I'm gonna burn some shit down. Just need a week, bruh. You know, it was funny. I saw people live-tweeting old episodes, which means they were behind. Yeah. So they could use the week, but I think it's like a safety cushion. Some people like to have a backlog of shows to be like, cool, I got a week of shows I can listen to at any point in time. Yeah. If times get hard or whatever. And and also, I think, too, some people are just conditioned. It's like, it's almost like, cool, I'm five episodes behind. I will. It's like, that's their measuring stick. As long as I'm five episodes behind, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But if I get caught up, it's an issue. Some of y'all got caught up and was like, oh, shit, it's an issue. How the hell I get caught up? Right, right. <laughs> it's like me in a video game. I don't like having a little bit of health. I like to keep my people stocked all the way up at all times. And he was getting into the reserves, dog. Is 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 blackout tips is going into the red, and uh, I'm glad to. Say, I was like, hey, we'll be back Saturday, man. Just calm down. We it's gonna be all right. Nobody want no problems. No, nope. uh, won't start none. Won't be none. Mm-mm. Yeah, but uh, thank you so much uh, for people that did miss us and gave us shout outs and all that stuff. Yes, people that follow us on social media saw that we were, you know, out having some good times, doing some different things. Yes, yes, and I'm. I'm glad that uh we spent that time off. It was very relaxing. I'm not even going to lie, y'all. Now, I thank everybody for their love and support. And shout out to the premium people because a lot of people was like, I'm behind on premium. <sighs> well, I guess I started listening to premium. Yeah, get get caught up, man. Yes. So uh, hopefully people are get used some of the time to get caught up. If not, that's fine, too. Some people were already caught up. Some people um you know just just want some new shit and i understand that too uh premium people did get a balls deep yesterday yes they did we'll be doing a nerd off uh they also got three spoiled movie reviews over the week Mm so um you know we're constantly trying to crank shit out for the people that you know support the show that way um so that they do always have something to listen to at some point um we also uh will probably spend tomorrow talking about all the good stuff we got to do when we were off man (laughs) 
uh meeting chris hardwick meeting chris lambert yes. uh meeting fonte from little brother um like uh that was dope uh we got to see our friend uh devon uh devon elizabeth mm-hmm. um <laughs> i'm gonna say devon yeah but, uh devon devon elizabeth uh performed last night with that a new fun. group half strangers um uh, so just a bunch of stuff like that we got to have brunch with nick jew leonard brothers brandon uh not brandon from where's my 40 acres but brandon dj dj food and drink yeah, been on yeah, the show before because uh brandon from where's my 40 acres that might be an event so yeah <laughs> but uh you know it was it was cool man so a lot of stuff to talk about man um and uh for people that have been following the show uh even during our week off we still had a lot of shit that got done we yes we did some guest spots um we did last week like a lot of um you know a lot of a lot of work you know how it is guys um uh agents of shield cast still mm-hmm. had those coming out because you know how could we not you know the show kept coming on gotta review it ain't that the truth um karen was uh i also posted uh by the way you can get these alerts by going to the blackoutist.com and there's a subscribe little thing to the side um just go over there and and, and subscribe and you can go look at it and, and get updates yeah it updates you you can put your email in there or send your email every time you put a new post up so you know yesterday i posted um yeah we, we, our what's the tea episode with nick you and reggie which yes. i forgot to post a while back which you can listen to it straight from the site um i called in to keith and the girl man i got to be there phoning a black guy to yes. talk about some race stuff that was fun uh it was fun man like it was it was weird, man. I got that call. My fucking head was spinning. It's like I couldn't listen to nothing. I couldn't hear anything for like two hours knowing that I, I was going to call them. Um, <laughs> but it went really, really well, man. Um, Karen was on Where's My 40 Acres, episode 304, Trinidad Lamar, K- K-O-N-Y, James. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, on Cinema Fix discussing Thor The Dark World with uh, Andrew um, and Monica and like every time I've been on that show, we got in a very heated debate about why I was right about this movie being good and he was wrong. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to go hear somebody uh, get fussed out for a couple of hours, do that. Um, yes. And if you want to know about sh- other shows we've been on in the past, too, please go to our site and check it out because Roger updates this periodically mm-hmm. as we are on different shows. Just about once a week, I try to put yeah. out a post. And if you're a premium listener, the, the RSS feed has changed and you can see that at the premium page. Just scroll to the bottom. Make sure you're logged in. Um, all right. So this is the Blackout Tips. Blackouttips.com. Donate. Subscribe. Uh, buy stuff from the store all that good stuff that you guys been yes, doing yes thank um, you this is the feedback show where it's all about you guys what you guys have said about what we've said and what we've done and the things you want to Talk. have your input heard yes. on and uh that's what we're gonna do today uh the easiest way to get the contact information to do feedback is go to the blackouttips.com slash about section um uh, but you can also you know um just do stuff like like leave us five star reviews on itunes mm-hmm. we like when people do that mm-hmm. um and uh you can do stuff like uh let's see what else uh, leave voicemails in 704-557-0186 and we'll play those yeah leave emails at the blackout who tips.com mm, uh blackout tips at gmail.com Oop, but yeah sure. bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk about the people who gave us money see this, see this is why i don't do the promotions mm-hmm uh jeremy richardson slam dunk contest winner he gave us a donation this week a return recurring donation uh keith r recurring donation thank you so much keith we appreciate it marlena a 
recurring donation thank you so much shirley wong esquire, esquire. Please say the Esquire. You better say that. I think today's her birthday. Happy birthday, baby. Yesterday was, I believe. Oh, my bad. But well, she get a enough. shout out on the show. Happy mm-hmm. birthday. Uh, Damian Jackson. Who I am for real. Current donation. Christine L. The current donation. Thank you so much, Christine. Yes. Uh, Antonio A. He hit us with that one-time donation. Thank you, Antonio. We appreciate you, bro. Mm-hmm um i believe that's the dude from fayetteville so you know it's hard to get money out of that place man it is i'm surprised somebody didn't jack us for it on the way over here (laughs) ain't that the truth tabitha m she is a recurring donation thank you so much chandra g yes chandra g yes ma'am hit us that recurring donation said what up said said you're entertainer thank you sir right uh dd uh f she hit us with that recurring donation uh remy w thank you so much for having the current donation thank i got your email that's not some fancy wine uh yeah um i think on twitter he's like remy wr or something like that and i keep i always read it like wide receiver <laughs> yes like yeah he's a wide receiver who's he play for um all right so we got five star reviews on itunes um mm-hmm. while we were off uh, we should go ahead and read a couple. We only got a couple, which, you know, it was a little surprising. We had a long time off. We only got a couple. So make sure you guys keep getting those five-star reviews in. We are really close to 500 ratings. I think Woo-hoo! we're at 496. And we're at 411, like, reviews, um, with most of those being five stars. So we would really appreciate you guys that continue to do that because um, it's awesome. moves us up in the standings. You know, when I went to New and Noteworthy, it's like, in the comedy section to see us in like the top hundred or so that's dope i went to the comedy section on uh stitcher and we were like number 28 out of the top 100 comedy shows which is huge Huge. yes it is is. so you know you guys that go out and do that stuff is awesome so let's do the five star reviews on itunes first andrea 337 writes in yes Hey, Rod and Karen, is, uh, did I already read this one? I don't remember. If not, read it again. Okay. Actually, you know what? Let me do me, Let me do something real quick. Um, cause I feel like this might be showing old shit. Um, let me just. Oh, it's not updated? Yeah, it might not be updated. Give me a second. Oh, that's y'all. right. You have to put it in there a certain way else to mm. show you the old stuff at the top versus the new stuff. I it might be, but actually, let me, let's do our other five star reviews then. Did you guys know that Stitcher now allows you to do five star reviews on the shows? I didn't. I, I didn't know that either. <laughs> I know now. I asked him about that. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, um, cause I knew people could leave reviews, but they would be scattered throughout Stitcher and it's very, very hard to get them like per episode cause they kind of roll off after so long. Mm-hmm. And the people told me the, the Stitcher on Twitter was like, hey, we working on that. So now everybody, you can leave a five star review on Stitcher on our page, but also remember, we only read five stars only. That will not leave. If they got a star rating, we only do five stars. So please, uh, y'all out there that are Stitcher fans, leave us five star reviews on Stitcher. We appreciate it and we will start, we will start, uh, reading them on our feedback show. We got, we got a few. So Roger, um, is going to go through the five star reviews that we got on Stitcher and the five star reviews that we got on iTunes. Cool, cool. And, and yeah, it did look like for some reason it didn't update, but I think I already read hers. Um, I think our last feedback show was what the eighth? No, when was the last time we did feedback? Like the first? Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't read hers. 
Right, I don't remember it. it. Yeah, I'm gonna read them out. Yeah, I'm about to say, hey, all right, you get I'll, shot at twice. This is on iTunes. Always listening. Shay Baker says, "I have to admit, I really couldn't get into your show at first, but I participated in the show on Spreecast, and I've been hooked since. So now I'm binging on episodes. It's kind of a problem. Anyways, love you guys and keep up the great content, Shay Baker. Well, I hope we continue to be a problem for you, Shay. Me too. Obviously. That's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you came and enjoyed the uh chat room. A lot of people seem to be scared of the chat room, scared of uh you know what's gonna happen if they interact with these ratchet folks, and then they end up loving them like we do. So there's nothing you can do. Oh about yeah, it. they're beautiful people. I promise you, they are. They might mm-hmm. be your racist, but they're beautiful people. Right. Very good racist is what we call them. Yes, says Andrea337. Hey, Karen and Rod, it's Andrea from Louisiana. I'm ridiculously far behind on the show, currently listening to Cornucopia of Blackness, but I thought I'd show you guys love and write a review. I feel you on what you had to say about hating Walt and being okay with Skylar. She was by far the most morally competent character on the show. I'll admit that I kind of rooted for Walt a bit until he poisoned Brock. After that, I knew he had to go. I'm one of the... (laughs) I'm one of the many who hated Skylar, although I'm not too sure why, LOL. Well, look, she was a woman on a TV show telling a man no. Uh, yep, that's the and bottom line for most people. Yeah, I think that's just been ingrained into our society. We're like, she is a bitch. And then you start thinking about like, wait a minute, she's she said don't sell the drugs. He, yeah, she's being reasonable and rational and logical. Yeah. He disappeared for a while. He came back with a second cell phone. Uh, he won't accept money for his cancer, life-saving cancer treatment. Uh why is she bad you know she's just trying to be a good mom um and then she was trying to protect their kids and get them away from that crazy deranged drug dealing motherfucker she didn't sign up for that nope. i knew i knew people that were like well when you get married you, i was like uh-uh mm-mm. it's america motherfucker when i get married you still have to keep trying and you can't just be like i'm selling drugs today and come home like it's normal Oh no, you come yeah. home talking about I'm, I, I got cancer. You know what? We in the drug game. No, no, you in the drug game. Right. Um, before the police come and arrest us, I'm packing all my shit. I don't know where I'm going, but nigga, I'm not staying here. Yeah, ain't nobody sign up for that shit. Oh no, I didn't, I didn't sign up to be a drug kingpin. That was not in the fine print that I signed when I said I do. I do you and your drugs. No, no, right. no, no. It don't work like that. I, I, like, I feel like a lot of people, that's what they think marriage is like they romanticize it to that point where i love can come through anything and it's just like not if you're a selfish dick i love would take your ass to jail no those choices were so selfish on walt's part and skylar was being rational as fuck and she tried to stick it out and work with him which is well beyond just any uh, above and beyond the call of duty for her you know yes it is yes like she did let her family drag her down into this muck and this mire but she ultimately was trying to be a good person she says i guess morally competent characters like her kind of uh put a bit of a drag on such an entertaining show that is true the way that they framed it in the in the in the narrative of the show that we wanted to see she is almost a villain because she's anti antithetical to him doing the crime shit that we want to see so everything that she's about is safety uh not taking chances uh you know why am i getting an echo do you hear that echo too yep it should stop you see you hear oh okay okay so okay safety not taking chances um all this stuff and then and then you turn around and you know she represents that and as viewers we're like i want to see him sell drugs and kill people so, <laughs> that's what i signed up for like she sucks why won't she let him sell drugs and kill people yeah. um, i'm not trying to be reasonable and rational 
right when everybody like people always give a lot of props to that i am the danger speech and i'm always like that is him and his most psychotic like i would be thinking like how am i going to get out of this marriage right now oh um, yeah I'm, yeah I, w- I wouldn't last long i don't care how slick your rick ross beard is but if you start really selling drugs we i'm out <laughs> well if i'm being like rick ross i'll never really sell drugs that's right that's right that's right well then i'm gonna hang around then you you rap about it but you won't be about it I, i'm cool with that as long as we ain't really going to jail um that's being said breaking bad has become second on my list of the best shows i've ever seen first is friday night lights where does it rank for you guys sorry for such for the long review first of all never apologize for the long review um second of all um i would have to think about where it ranks because for me it doesn't rank above the wire yeah that's one of your favorite shows i would put it above i I probably actually would put it above friday night lights but it's really fucking close and then there's a bunch of shit that I watched that nobody else watches, watches. Yeah. That, that other people wouldn't put in this type of category. So I like, I, and I'm terrible with lists, by the way, guys. I, you give me a list and say, name the top 10 rap albums. I got to put 20 in there. Like, I'm sorry. I just can't. I love things hard and I can't yeah, like disassociate yeah, myself, myself from that. Um, but like, you know, when we talk about TVs, like I, I would put stuff like Avatar in there, The Last Airbender you know it's one of yes. the best shows i've ever seen yes sir and, and a lot of people wouldn't count that because it's a cartoon Two. and the kind of people that watch breaking bad don't watch avatar the last no, they Airbender. don't they don't even watch anime right yeah. so you know i don't want to you know i but there's you know the unit uh, 24 there's some great shows yes. man, that uh that I, but breaking bad is on the list of great great tv shows yes i'll say that um and karen didn't really watch it that much no. so um i thought i already did one of these lol five stars by daz one 2012 i've been listening since i think 2011 and i just now leave a five-star review my bad y'all this show is really funny had a has a great online community and it just continues to grow rod and karen are funny and smart and if you are like me and listen to a lot of podcasts understand that his wife that this wife and husband duo have tremendous chemistry and presence on the mic they discuss a range of topics that include but not limited to sex sports race politics and entertainment the show concludes with the chat room assisted guess the race and messing with black people (laughs) (laughs) we're just messing with them black black people people. we're just messing with them blacks (laughs) we just messing with them poking a stick at them (laughs) the the dave Chappelle show uh is canceled and i have no idea what's going on with the boondocks but i can get my fix of comedic social commentary from the black perspective from this hope you enjoy peace thank Thanks, you guys. appreciate you dog anytime you leave a five-star review it's on time for those of you that's out there that's been rocking mm-hmm. with us for a while last week last month two hours ago or just picked up just picked us up on your stolen apple device mm-hmm. leave us a five-star review new convert by melody i love podcasts and listen to six or seven religiously it is very difficult to find a good one and you have that you have to listen to lots of crappy ones to find something really awesome. Yes, you do. I am picky and look for a podcast where the hosts are intelligent, funny, irreverent, articulate, okay, and slightly nerdy. Well, holy shit balls. She got <laughs> shit balls past the editors on, Ooh, on oh, what? Congrats, bravo. I know. Bro, well done, my lady. I know, honey. Somebody was was eating a lunch at Apple. Was like, uh, mm. w- w- wait a minute, approve, 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 approve. <laughs> you got past the census. 
That I'm, is I'm a, a first. Keep, I'm gonna keep my eye on this one. Somebody might go back and be like, you know, you skipped this one, and you're just gonna be down next week. Right. But we, we gonna might. read it for right now. Yeah, I'm reading it, but yeah. Yeah, this shit might be taken down. Victory. I didn't know you could get that past the screen. Me either. But. Well, holy shit balls, this podcast is all of those things and more. Rod and Karen will run the gamut from the Kardashians to feminism. You so won that argument, Karen. Thank you. I like the combination of superficial gossip and whip smart opinions. Don't underestimate these two. If they have an opinion on a serious subject, it will be expressed as in a well-reasoned and articulate way versus dumb ranting like you hear on so many other podcasts. The only thing that gets a little old for me personally is the guest array statement. But Rod singing the intro is always hilarious. This show has a lot of heart. Keep up the good work. Melody. Yeah, I hear you, Melody. I get tired of guessing the race, too. I would love to live in a world where there was no guess the race. But I feel like if we didn't play the game on the show, I still would play the game every time I read one of those fucking news articles. Yeah. Because I can't help it because that's what America is, dog. Yes, sir. If I Like, whenever the news starts, it's like, Two two men shoot an old lady yes. be like, be like, for two cents. I'm always like, don't be a nigga, don't be a nigga. Yes. Be but like breaking news, some folks stole some pizza from John's Pizza Shop. Mm-hmm. You be like, please don't be black, please don't be black. Yeah, so I feel like we all play, might as well revel in it. But um, yeah, I, you know, it it didn't used to be a segment. Just it, it sometimes things have a calling of their own melody. Yes, they do. And uh, that's definitely one of those. Um, so yeah, we, people can leave five star reviews on Stitcher, Stitcher as we were talking earlier, and we have a catalog of them that we need to go through because um we didn't know we didn't know you could Mm-mm. uh leave them or that they were collecting them all in one place. Um, because I, I knew they was leaving them, but I didn't know they was collecting them. But now since they're collecting them, everybody, if you have a uh, Stitcher on all your smartphones, or you can actually go to Stitcher and uh, create an account and look us up on Stitcher. Type in the Black Guy Who Tips, leave us five stars, and write a review. All right. Great show. Five stars from Welcome to the Village. If you're not listening to TBGWT, then you're truly missing out. Snarling Nikki says five stars. Love this show. Listening to TBGWT is like hanging out at a backyard barbecue with friends and family. Peaky Boo leaves five stars and says real. Love listening to the show. They make my 30 minutes commute seem like 10 minute commute. Winky face. Oh, time traveling. So I'm talking about Peaky Boo. Lady 830 says, five stars, love the show. Keep up the great work, guys. I love the show. Y'all keep me laughing. Guess the race should be an app. I would play it all day. Now, isn't that amazing? I would play it all day, too. Within the span of minutes. Minutes. Minutes, I say. We went from, guess the race can get a little old to, I need to play it all day. Every day. I'd lose my mind playing guess the race all day. I just can't deal with the racism, man. Y'all are too good at racism. That shit haunts me sometimes. <laughs> but how y'all get that creative? Yeah, I be sleeping and I just hear my like porch monkey. What? What was that? Jigaboo, <laughs> <laughs> huh? Who was a jigaboo? I'm hurting my culture. Oh no. Um, five stars by Esorar. Five stars. So glad I found it. Can't say how much I love the show. This couple has a great sense of humor and keeps me informed at the same time. Looking forward to upgrading the premium. Thank you, Isorar. Woohoo! Say that again says, best show ever, five stars. I love this show. I'm not just saying it because I'm a co-host of the show. It's funny, ratchet, and smart all yeah. at the same time. Not for the faint of heart. If you want something new, come check it out. Woohoo! I forgot I did that. <laughs> well, I like her. I'm going to have to call her, see what she's about. I know. Check her out. What's her name? What's her number? Mm-hmm. Hey. Get them digits. Scrape Piff. 
doe bird says five stars i'm hooked tbgwt is taking over every other podcast i used to listen to i even listen to the show while playing video games sometimes much love and respect from pasadena california keep up the great work we will scrape piff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. doe bird we got you b cole says best show on itunes and stitcher all of the podcasts y'all yes Hey, Roddy, Karen, I love the show and so happy with the work you're doing, shutting down dude bros and 500 plus shows, huffing and post and so much more. Can't wait to do another show with you guys. Again, much love. I do got to get B. Cole on. I always, I always yeah. see B. Cole on my timeline. I'll be like, ain't I supposed to have him back on? Yeah, I remember. He's like the one black brother out there in Minnesota. Me, I know. Him and Prince. It's going to happen soon, B. Cole. I got you, dog. Yes. It's happening. Big D82, five stars. Big D uh five stars is awesome show i love everything about the show from the host rod and karen to the guests to the articles and games i look forward to the emails telling me the show for that day is up keep up the great work guys we will anonymous says five stars my favorite podcast going today this is the most prolific funny socially aware podcast that you can get on stitcher ron and karen are a great down-to-earth couple with greatness on the horizon get in while you can tbgwt nation peace out and then she put tm chill um or he put tm chill uh, it was anonymous so i don't even know who that was uh south <laughs> philly <laughs> I, don't I'm know about, why I, I'm, I'm about to say i don't know somebody's <laughs> chill got stitcher shit moving up ain't she? <laughs> south philly says the best podcast i've ever heard five stars i usually don't leave reviews but i feel like the black guys who tip show deserves it this show is hosted by the coolest husband and wife team that compliment each other very well this show is a comedy show but it's one-stop shop for social commentary world news great guests and every now and then they nerd out and talk about tech comics etc i highly recommend this show thank you south philly thank you sweetie dad says five stars get in on this now the world should know about this great show hilarious thought-provoking irreverent thoughtful intelligent and ratchet (laughs) not for everyone the blackout is a podcast starring rod and his wife karen segments include random thoughts guess the race sword ratchetness and the brand new uh, black people it's even offended it's if easily offended for the sake of those who love the show stay away that's right i agree with that you are easily offended stay away from us never know what's gonna happen um so yeah thank you so much guys that left the five star reviews on stitcher man that's real yeah, cool yeah we'll start um, reading those we thank you yeah I'll, I'll make sure to keep looking out for those man i did not know you could do that Me but uh either, but now since we do mm-hmm. y'all start leaving them all right uh let's go to the show page and talk about uh people's comments and polls and all that stuff we did uh, over the last couple weeks um false ultimatums was episode 579 it was our feedback show uh the poll was can you be a feminist and support other causes as well because i was saying uh i I noticed in our discussions people were being very polarizing and a lot of stuff was getting um well i thought a little extreme where i felt like you know what um we're framing this like if you're a feminist you have to be one way and if you're not a feminist then you're this way but in actuality there's feminists that support other causes that aren't <laughs> feminism quote unquote say, and there's yeah. other people that aren't quote that wouldn't call themselves a feminist but they might support a cause that 
feminists are you know touting at the time so mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of uh crossover and i thought that wasn't really being expressed in uh the discussion so that's what we made the poll can you be a feminist and support other causes as well yes or no yes 86.11 percent of people say yes you can and uh 13 about 14 percent of people said nah mm-mm. you're a feminist that's the only thing you can fuck with dog nothing else and the main sparkster says feminists lgbt activists and so on have their causes that they pay the most attention to but it doesn't mean that they can't care about other causes and it makes perfect sense to me why not give the brunt of your energy to causes that affect you and those you love the most as it's been stated time and time again there's more to feminism than this mainstream face white women there are issues that have different effects on women depending on their race status social status gender identification and so on in other words there's just too much shit going on for a person to try to champion every cause true i'm a black man who is pained by the constant shit that black women have to go through so i do my best to support and stand up for them but there are many areas women's issues that i have little to no understanding of and i'm talking just about within the black community a similar reoccurring conversation uh was had over at twib a while ago and the point was made that it's okay to choose your battles it's okay to say i picked this to be the ground i'll fight on a pakistani woman who survived an acid attack is probably going to care more about making the streets safer for women than rather than or not whether or not more than whether or not we gets decriminalized but that doesn't necessarily mean she doesn't care about the issue at all yes i guess my point is that everyone has to choose for themselves which ground they'll fight on we can choose to fight on multiple fronts and concentrate on one but in the end we're all trying to win the same war yeah man I, I i for the most part i agree with what you're saying like mm-hmm. honestly i think it's just human nature when labels get like put out there people just have to be like i must have a strong take on this but i feel like the most of us don't have strong takes on shit like most of us are like okay i can see where you're coming from like most yeah, people are it, trying to affect be me yay nay okay that like a lot of times for the average person that determines how hard they care or are concerned about something is if it immediately directly affects them and not and not just that but most people are just trying to be reasonable like most people yes. aren't going through society like i'm gonna be as evil as shit today son mm-hmm. most people are being like okay this seems like a reasonable course of action that will affect me in this that way and the other mm-hmm. and that's what they do you know like most people aren't sitting around like uh how do i set back women today you know <laughs> or i'm not gonna care about you is now there's privilege and there's all this other stuff people want to talk about intersectionality and stuff but for the most part i would think that maybe people are callous towards those that you know aren't in their quote-unquote circle mm-hmm. but most people in my opinion aren't malicious with that shit no they're not so it just depends on you know how you want to attack them and how you want to what what you feel are the best methods to uh to like bring people into the fold and i think the worst method or not my least preferred method is to just chastise someone that i believe is on my side like that's my least preferred method because a lot of times uh, i feel like it just drives a wedge and it doesn't really work no it does not but that that's my personal opinion i I know other people that feel like hey if you uh are on my side then you i i need to be able to cuss your ass out and you need to respect it and understand it and Mm -mm. and uh cussing you out right but some you know i think at least a lot of defensiveness a lot of divisiveness and shit that's what i've seen in my lifetime but you know i'm sure there's some people that are able to just like push all their pride and ego to the side and be like i accept what you just said 
and i understand you know it just depends on the person yeah the person the personality and it's i don't know everybody has different ways on how they deal and how they look at all these big major social issues and i'm i don't know i I, i'm of the culture of we can do this together but we have to respect each other you ain't gonna be cussing me out Mm -hmm. yeah we'll see uh prince Oran left a comment on uh episode 580 we were slaves where we talked with chris lambert um and we talked about like slavery movies and 12 years of slave and all this stuff and um prince Laron says uh i hope i'm pronouncing that right prince l Laron, prince Laron, something like that close ain't no space in there Mm -mm. of course kids today know about slavery they just not as hurt as older generations i personally do not consider it that important the real problem is that most places refuse to discuss the issues that these young black kids will face as they grow older i would prefer that my nieces and nephews be aware of the future obstacles that then possess astute knowledge of the past because we all know that these niggas ain't smart enough to do both <laughs> uh oh, yeah i think that's another uh case of false ultimatum like hey you can learn about your past and the details of it and not be um and also learn how of current issues with race and stuff not to mention a lot of times because you learn about certain things in the past it is what gives you light into what the fuck is going on now like i remember when i watched this documentary about drugs and it talked about how the imagery of black men was used to get certain drugs outlawed like cocaine and stuff and the reason they were saying it was like well if you do opium if a black man gets it he will not be able to stop himself from raping specifically white women oh yeah and and, and there was no like um scientific th- evidence behind of course that. not but also there was no like they weren't trying to say like oh let's let's couch this in a different way it was no it was graphic depictions of big ass strong black men running after white women and shit and was like this shit got to pass right and that and that was one of the ways that they got uh a lot of anti-drug legislation through was from the fear of black people so fast forward to 2013 when uh renisha mcbride's getting shot on someone's porch for approaching wild black um and you see that that fear hasn't gone anywhere and it's also been couched and uh used as a method of of you know legislation a method of uh getting people incarcerated a, a method of keeping uh communities from coming together that fear has been used for so long that it it behooves you to know where it came from that's true in order to know where it's going and where and where it's at right now so yeah and to be able to identify something because you can't identify something if you don't even know what you're looking for right and i think like my my point wasn't that kids um today um aren't learning it my point was it's the same as when we were kids they didn't want to teach us this shit everything i learned about slavery i learned from somewhere outside of my school pretty much you know what i mean they never went into detail in a lesson plan about slavery it was two paragraphs i remember that shit um it's always been this way where you need to be interested in it on your own outside of class or you won't learn it that was my point during that conversation and then i said also the kids now are more 
advantaged than we were that so they true. actually can go to wikipedia or yeah, the or the online the online library the like they don't even have to go we like have, they can find a book they can go to amazon they can get it directly sent to their kindle reader true this is like they are more advantaged than us to know more shit so i just hate when people shit on these kids because it's like they are just as like if nothing else they'll probably learn more in an afternoon of sort of, of 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 the internet quote unquote than i would in a month of trying to go look up the do it decimal system and find a book and all that shit yeah true so true, yeah so i just talk- wanted to get them some credit because I, I feel like people just shit on the kids for no like i don't know man people are so hard on these kids man <laughs> so they're just kids we were just kids too you know true, now that's true i don't feel like we were ever you know i don't f- i feel like the people in my class that didn't care and didn't want to learn about black history just didn't that's true too it's always an option to opt out yeah there always has been and always will be you know but uh yeah if i was raising a kid now i would feel m- like i could teach him more now than i ever could before that that's that's true and i even still i think with us like i said i don't know it's and 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 it's and I guess my thing is like some of the stuff I'm saying is literally going against the system itself, which probably would never happen. It's one of those things like why should I have to go outside of the system to learn this? It's like yeah, it's, I agree, but I was just saying that that has always been that's true. Like too. that's, that's not true a, like that's not that, a new thing, right? Yeah. When people talk about it, they act like it's new that well, oh, these no, no, kids no. ain't learning about slavery. No. We didn't learn about slavery. Nobody was fucking taking us to the side. Like listen, this month of school is going to be about slavery. No, they they show you one they show you eyes on the prize they make you do a book report on one black person and yeah 90 percent of y'all pick martin luther king malcolm x and then you um no they wasn't teaching i don't know what school you went to but they definitely wasn't letting us do no assignments on malcolm x (laughs) on the that was that that, that shit teach you some subversive ass the white man's the devil shit i couldn't do my malcolm x assignment to my senior project um but uh but yeah it, it, but but the point being it's always been that way but at least now kids have the resources if to be honest if the parents and the adults around them are interested in teaching their kids that shit that's true too and that's the big conundrum are you interested in teaching your kid that is there value there for you and your child that's the question nobody wants to ask because they rather blame the schools and the and the teachers they don't want to actually, and they rather even blame the students. They don't actually want to blame the parents because all the shit I learned was from my parents. My parents bought those books before the Mayflower. What color was Jesus? Um, uh, and, and see, I've never read any of those books. Yeah, all that shit my parents bought me. I didn't, none of that shit was bought from uh, the school. The school wasn't selling that. So, yeah, it, it, it oh, really so you is. Ain't, you ain't getting none of them at the school book fair? Hell no. <laughs> That shit didn't have nothing to do with no mice. I, or, I, I, I bet your librarian said, take this one off the list and that one off yeah. the list and that one off the list. Yeah, it's like put some old Desdemona books up there. Um, put some old Harry Potter up there. Yeah, please. do we have any Hardy Boys mysteries? Uh, Hardy Boys solved the mystery of slavery. Oh. Ah, no, no, we got to take that one off. Uh, so the poll, the poll was, do you think black kids now, the black kids know that black people used to be slaves? Yes, they know it, or no, they have no idea. Only 70% of the people in our audience think that black kids now know that black people used to be slaves. 30% of our audience believes that black children in America today have no idea that there was slavery. Uh, Do they think it's a fairy tale? 
That all my you making that slavery shit up. Ain't no day we ain't never been chained. I wonder if people even know black kids. <laughs> I just I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know, man. Or maybe they're saying like when they're really little before you teach them. Like, I don't know. Oh, like what hey, hmm. Maybe it's like a five year old. We ain't like never I, come like from I, Africa. Like I might not tell my five year old about slavery yet. Like I might give him a good seven years of bliss before I be like, <laughs> now I need to ruin your confidence. No, I'm just joking here. Um, Nahan eighty seven says, I think black kids know black people were slaves, but they may not completely understand what it meant to be a slave. That's possible. Um, I think it's a tough thing to talk about with your kid, and even tough to educate them on. You know, that's why I think it's important. To, for them to see 12 years a slave or read the book i read the book 14 years ago and I, it really impacted my life because even though i was told about slavery reading the book or watching the movie makes it more graphic and, and concrete since it is a memoir written by solomon northrop first-hand account of slavery kids aren't expected to read slave narratives or e- and even few know they exist so those first-hand accounts of slavery are left to history and are replaced by abstract understandings of slavery Seeing that you are black and understanding what blackness means, I think are two very different things. Um, you know what, man? I kind of agree with you. I do think people need to know, uh, slave narratives, slave stories and stuff. I don't know about specifically 12 years of slave. I know that some people would say like, yes, 12 years of slave is the definitive slavery movie and experience. Actually, um, I actually asked Professor Blair Kelly, but she never responded to me on Twitter, but if that would be the movie she would recommend as like the movie, you know, if people were only going to see that one movie and she didn't answer, but, um, I saw the movie last week. I, I, I think that, um, it is important that everybody see or know or read about something about what really slavery looked like, you know, historical depictions of it. At the same time, I feel like, uh, I wouldn't want to revel in it either. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it I, just I, depends. I like I, I, I would not question someone's blackness or try to demean them for not wanting to see every movie or every experience this, that comes out about slavery. Ain't either, that true? Which I think happens a lot. It was, yep. And it's a ton of for a lot of people. Yeah. It was actually a big joke we had on the show with the whole, like, you need to do a blackness assignment. You won't be black. Cause it, that was the gist of the joke last year, which was that people were so pressed to be like, you have to go see Django. You have to go do this. Cause a black movie is about slavery. You need to see red tails that we were like, okay, people are acting like it's a mandatory assignment if you don't see this shit you You are no longer black black. and i think people do go overboard that way too Mm -hmm. but that's our plight in this country as black people historically looking for our place looking for um our belonging our future our story our history i feel like we do have like all these varied emotional responses that are very like um strong you know Not that they are that are very strong towards this type of uh you know these stories uh malcolm l says contrary to popular belief black history month isn't mandatory in every school anymore i live in illinois but very close to the wisconsin border and the schools around here do not recognize it if parents want that to be taught to their children in this area they have to do it themselves i believe it i absolutely believe that because yeah, um i think i think um 
black history month is still a thing quote unquote that people are aware of but um i could definitely understand people not like being irresponsible and not wanting to teach kids around that shit um the other thing i did forget about is and i and i do want to um give uh karen credit for this um because she brought it up but um she was saying how um um they would like there's like an almost uh, an erasing of slavery from the textbooks and stuff like that and there is i remember we covered an article where they wanted to change the middle passage name to like the uh american uh, the euro american Mm -hmm. trade something or whatever rewrite time soy all kinds of stuff and there is a willful um there's a like there's a definite definitive uh push to remove the idea of this historical injustice from the minds and memories of people i i agree with that and i do believe that that's happening i i I should not have been so dismissive of that when we're talking um i just i guess in my mind i can't imagine black people having black children and feeling like i'm not even gonna teach them anything about their history and 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 i think that for me it's 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 just like you say it's different and you and you and back to some of the things you said you're you're dealing with people who are aware about slavery and know slavery but like you say they don't feel handicapped by slavery or a lot of black people feel disconnected all completely from slavery mm-hmm. um because they never had to experience they experience it so as far as they're concerned it's a part of my history but you're dealing with people who don't want to deal with a lot of negativity and they're mm-hmm. like hey that's negative and i don't want to deal with it i don't want to deal with the pain so i refuse to teach my kids i'm just saying i refuse to teach my kids and then you have a lot of school systems with, with what i call whitewashing of it and erasing it uh because if you talk about it you have to admit that america is flawed and, and lord knows we don't want to admit that america is flawed mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where when you have that hand in hand and you have a generation of parents that are not teaching it and then you have a generation of of school systems that are slowly erasing and changing books and re-editing and rewriting children's books where you don't say nigger in it a nigger in it and all that type of stuff uh to me this is the uh to me it becomes a problem you Mm -hmm. know it's one of things where no i understand what you were saying no you won't get it where uh you get a true understand a true uh i'd rather you get something than nothing per se mm-hmm. I, and, and it's one of those things where eventually as time goes on I could see it getting to the point where it, you get nothing about it and it's one of those things where unless you actually say I'm going to teach my children your children will not even be introduced to it or it will not even be brought to their attention that such thing existed and it's one of those things where people are just are making the assumption that everybody knows about slavery everybody understands that black people were slaves and it was changed and things like that and it's one of those things where as uh african americans here in our country got rights and got freedoms and things like that a lot of people want to get beyond that which is true and you want to get beyond that but at the same time you cannot erase history because the thing about the history that history affects the actions and the laws and the legislation that we have today and also that history will turn around and repeat itself if you have people with a lack of knowledge and lack of understanding of why things happen this is just my opinion and that's why you know i feel strong for the fact that like you say if we had children we probably would teach them about that we wouldn't teach them no woes is me and and all that stuff but we would teach them 
them that you that this is a part of your life this is a part of your history this is where you came from and when you don't teach people this is where you came from how do they know where they're going all right i, I agree with everything you just said um also i think for me the real issue that i'm having with uh, a lot of the people around 12 years of slave and stuff um and you know some of the other movies it's not really that people want you to see them i think it's good when people go see these movies i saw it it's not like honestly um it was not that bad to me like to be quite honest i've seen worse in other movies like okay i've seen more graphic shit i've seen more heinous shit i just think that the fact that it's quote-unquote real it really happened you know what i mean the fact Mm -hmm. that we are never going to be able to disconnect from this idea that these are our ancestors this is their story we are black this is uh things that uh white people perpetrated onto uh black people we're never going to be able to erase that and i think that is too much for a lot of black people to deal with and that's the real issue it's mm-hmm. really not um the movie the movie is not that graphic to me like and, I, and i'm being serious like i've seen um horror movies that were more graphic than that but this is a horror movie that happened oh, just you know what i mean different. Like, yeah um the but the the main issue i see around this is people are lying when they say they want you to see 12 years a slave and leave it at that that that's bullshit yeah what they really mean and the reason that people don't want to see it that people are rebelling against it i think is because what they're really saying is i want you to see 12 years a slave and i want you to feel a certain way too like i i want to control your mind about it like i don't want you to see because i saw it i live tweeted it i made jokes i laughed about some of it because i don't really do sad much Mm -hmm. um so my brain just immediately is like okay where's the humor in this or else i'm not watching this shit um and that's just the way i deal with shit but you know when i when you go on twitter and you see most people talk about it um it's almost very uh uh narcissistic because mm-hmm. it's a way to shape the conversation and make it about them because it's like i saw 12 years a slave and this is how i felt and the way it made me feel and this is my take and i'm such a good person for watching this and, and i'm such a better person than if you. you don't see it and yeah and I'm you're such not a, black if you don't see it and, right and and i'm gonna take your your nigglet card if you don't go see it and you're like come on man it's like nigglet it, card mm-hmm. okay and it's one of those things where uh <laughs> it is like what's wrong with me if i opt not to to see it it does not mean i'm not educated it's right. one of those things where it's a but it makes people, people feel better it's almost like yes. when people give charity but then they turn around and tell you how much they gave to charity and then they talk about how you didn't get a charity it's it make it feels kind of like that where it's very smug and condescending and and then they wonder why it turns people off yes you know what i mean like yes. that's they i don't would, think that's a good way to get anyone to a movie theater and then you wonder why you get such backlash because you're not going to catch uh flies you know by swatting at them you know you're gonna have if you want to if you want to get these people to see it, you're gonna have to be more understanding and then like i said and then also i feel like they feel like there's a badge of honor in saying how tough it was to watch and that mm-hmm. they were able to do it i endured it why can't you endure yeah. it what's wrong with you yeah people acting like 12 years a slave 
for two hours was real slavery like they walked out and it was like i went through slavery why can't you mm-hmm. it's I like you watch the fucking movie mm-hmm. you know i, I should get a badge of honor because i watched escape plan that shit was two hours and way worse of a movie ah! way harder to watch nobody gave thank <laughs> me for shit no you don't get a badge for that sir yeah um Derek says sadly i voted no most of these youngsters do not even know much about civil rights struggle that was only 50 years ago I was about to go off on a tangent about our young black people today, but I didn't want to end up sounding like Don Lemon. Damn it. <laughs> so Derek says black people don't even know about civil rights or slavery. Um, but it was a very interesting discussion, man. Like it's, it was, you know, I enjoyed talking about it with you and Chris and it was definitely one of the things I thought about in our week off. I was like, well, if I could do that over, I'd reframe it or I'd say this, that and the other. Um, and then I totally forgot all that shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had uh my man jl covan on the show and we discussed you know eastbound and down and movies and his stand-up he's doing a new uh project called comedy academy that okay. he has an indiegogo for you guys can go contribute to that man i actually gave him some money yesterday man i, I hope it gets done man I, I would love to see him be able to get his series off the ground and uh you know do do some great great stuff um so yeah, we talked about Richie Incognito, a bunch of stuff. The episode was four five eighty one incognito racism. And we had a couple uh comments on it. Prince Laron said I mean Prince Laron says the way you use LeBron to make people mad is the exact way same way I use Kim Ye to troll black women. <laughs> I made a statement that we know Kim and Michelle for the exact same reason. They are both known. They are both known because of who they are having sex with. People went crazy. I never said they were the same. I just brought up one parallel to troll white people. I compare Kim to Princess Diana, and it hurts so much more than maliciously. Than mali- so much more malicious because they are way closer than people would like to admit. Uh, well, Prince Laurent, that those are terrible things you do to people. <laughs> uh, you should not do those things. No. Um, and uh i think it's a little different uh with kim and and michelle because um we actually knew kim from a sex tape that she made with ray j Mm -hmm. um but uh, we don't first right but but you know at at the after that it really wasn't that the men were so was so popular she was more popular than, than all the men, men and had more money than all the men she even yeah. got more money than kanye so you know i you know but hey, i hear you man you, you got hey trolls do what trolls gonna do um and if you want to go out there and antagonize white black women and white people that love princess diana i can't stop you it's a free country erica from cleveland says <laughs> aka mature erica from cleveland aka mature young lady says Laugh my ass off at that old lady who was arrested for credit card fraud. I'm surprised that I did not hear about this and I live in the area. The struggle is real, especially for old Social Security collecting motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that old lady was like, I'm getting these jewels. Yes. I'm, I'm getting these credit cards. Mm-hmm. She had her grandbaby show her how to hook that up and it was on a popping. <laughs> um, so the, 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 <laughs> the poll for the show was, was the memo to the law firm sexes. It was, uh, we talked to JL Covey about this like memo they sent out to female lawyers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it starts off, I wouldn't, I would say still a little skeevy, but somewhat innocuous. And then like halfway through, JL realized how much sexes it really was. 
and ejected because he was supporting that at first then it was like wait a minute wait a minute this as, is sexist yes as you read along this gets worse and worse sir i was like i wouldn't have read this article if it was two paragraphs would i Nope. Was the memo to the law firm sexist? Yes, it was clearly condescending to women. No, it was fair. Women be fucking up. 73% of people said yes, it was clearly condescending to women. And 27 said no, women be fucking up at work, y'all. Yes, with them breasts and titties. Uh, Professor LCA says, I am a woman and a lawyer. And I answer, nope. Women be, as Shirley Wan Esquire, women be knowing about women. Wicked face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the things that uh that's one of the problems in this country with a lot of stuff about women man women don't like women for the most part so it, whoever put these laws on the book might have ran this, these rules might have ran it by some women and those women were like mm-hmm, fuck those chicks yeah. i don't do any of those things and i hate the women that do like this is this that that it's kind of kind of tough and that rough. Shit, yeah, that shit gets complicated, yeah. man. <laughs> that's so fucked up, man. <laughs> Women be fucking up. I agree, Professor LCH. <laughs> oh man, you never know who's gonna say what on this show. Yep. Dick or treat? Uh, I believe this episode was with Justin and Brandy, uh, mm-hmm. the comedian. It's the Brandy on Twitter, um, and the we had one concept uh one com, com, comment prince Laurent says i have two major problems with this story firstly i'm assuming he's talking about um martin and incognito firstly i'm amazed when it is deemed appropriate for a black man for black men to be savages if martin would have beat the brakes off of incognito everyone would consider him aggressive and overly sensitive he was in a no-win situation from the jump yeah i talk about that all the time if he would have went in there hit that dude upside the head with a helmet or maybe mm-hmm. beating him to within an inch of his life or shot yeah, him would have been a whole no he would have been out of the league um he would have been considered a problem mm-hmm. and not not even close to the victim um and uh he would it would have been and people would have been like on some that's a real ass nigga you can't say the n-word and i'm glad he didn't handle it in that stereotypical fashion me too um secondly i listened to michael smith saying that martin went out like a sucker he said if anywhere was to if anywhere was to cross the line with me in any way we would have to throw hands i don't want to judge smith because i'm not fighting hugh douglas either at the same time how can he not emphasize empathize with uh martin at all i, I don't understand that i did not hear him say that um but that that does seem fucked up because hugh douglas basically challenged michael smith to a fight and called him uh like a uncle tom and uh a bunch of shit in front of like an audience uh, at, at this like uh journalism event for i think i believe it might have been even a national black journalism event but uh yeah michael smith ain't throw no hands with hugh douglas security got him out of there and Hugh Douglas was never on the show again, and that was never discussed. And let me tell you why. Because he's a rational, reasonable person, and it's real easy to tell somebody to throw their hands when your job not on the line. Right. And also, f- people think football players, uh, and I think to the detriment of not only the players, but also the fans, they feel like football players are supposed to be less intelligent, more yeah. brutal, more yes. savage. And behave in more brutal, savage ways that they themselves would not approve of. 
but That's for right. the purposes of this football player who they kind of see as less than a complete human being, being it would be fine for him to go upside somebody's head and not go up the proper chain of command to get this guy out of the locker room because that's what a football player would do now as for me myself michael smith i would never do that i would go to management and get this guy out of here i'm not fighting at my job and no. i'm not physically assaulting someone for insulting me but when it comes to the case of this lineman oh he better get his ass over there and start fighting unless of course there's always another thing to caveat to this michael smith could feel that he went out like a sucker himself which is i've seen people i've seen men talk about uh you know a lot of men struggle with this like we are bred and raised to have a certain type of mentality where you fight your enemies and whether that be physically whatever right Mm-hmm. and i know there's been situations where i was like i'm not going to fight this person because xx and x like this will be a problem for this like it, longer term it'll be a problem maybe i'll get yes. banned from the ymca maybe they'll file a police report maybe i could end up hurting myself maybe i could get beat up maybe and there's times where the smart play was not to fight someone you don't fight them and then you still end up feeling in your back of your mind like, I'm a bitch. I should have fought that dude. I could have beat him. I could have hit him with this. I could have done that. And yep. you didn't do it, yep. even with it being smart. So there's a chance that even someone as brilliant as Michael Smith could feel that in that Hugh Douglas scenario, he got bitched out and he lost. Yeah, and a lot of that, a lot of that, honestly, is pride. A lot of that is ego. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that, why well, I want to fight is so short-term memory. I mean, not memory, but so short-term um, logic. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you fight him, then what? You know, it's it's like, that's all your mind is thinking about, that moment and that emotion and how you feel right then. But the long-term of that is consequences and repercussions behind those actions. And mm-hmm. Is whipping that is whipping that person's ass worth the consequences, the repercussions on the back end, and th- and that's where you have to put 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 that emotions to the side, let that logical man step in, but like, oh, oh, we ain't trying to fuck up our money, dog. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just, like I said, I I think that's just something that is programming that we have had since we were kids. Yeah, and, and men just have to learn to deal with it because we are programmed to resolve conflict with fight most of the time and, and and that's true and i and i kind of do think it's a culture thing because now there are some women that will buck up and whip your ass too right but that's wrong, almost but. considered not ladylike like we watch love and hip-hop to laugh at those type of women yes like that we don't look at them like that is what a woman should be Mm-mm. like we look at them and go look at this fool on tv trying to fight someone Th- that's true and that's why i say i guess that's why i say it's, it's a difference because women are taught go through the chain of command right. they're taught file the paperwork but you're not you're not considered less than a woman because you filed paperwork against somebody versus pulling her weave out right yeah i, I agree do you think Jonathan Martin handled it the right way? Was the poll, yes, he did the right thing. 86% of people said yes. No, he went out like a sucker. 14% of people that listen to our show think, hey, he still went out like a sucker. Um, uh, yeah, I wonder if you have criminal records. Well, we'll the poll was framed that way, but like I said a few times while we were discussing this, quite possibly both could be true. That's true. You know, like people don't want to talk because everything has to be extreme. It is quite possible that both things are true he went out like a sucker and he also is uh he also did it the right way you know but everybody gotta have these fucking weird ass extremes dog like just oh no it's only one way to handle this and you got to kill a nigga or whatever mm-hmm. we also had monica castillo on from cinema fix podcast um 
um, from on the Film Geek Radio Network um, for episode five eighty three, honorary black man. Um, and the poll was: Should Beyonce boycott Kim and Kanye's wedding? Somebody wanted to do a change dot org petition and get it signed so that Beyonce would not go to Kim Kardashian's wedding. Oh, uh, the poll was: Should uh, yes, she's too classy for this. No, she needs to go, or she should do whatever she wants. Eleven percent of people think. Beyonce is too classy to go to Kim K's wedding. Oh, are they all 15? <laughs> Another 11% say no, she needs to go. She better go on to that wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, 79% of people think she should do whatever she wants to do. That's right. Which is what I would have voted. Uh, Derek says, yes, she should boycott this joke of a so-called relationship. Kim Kardashian has already proven. Wow, he might be in the beehive. Yeah. Um. Yes, she should boycott this joke of a so-called relationship. Kim Kardashian has already proven that she would do anything for TV ratings and money. And she and hasn't she already been married three other times? What's the big deal? I put the over under on this marriage at two years. I like how nobody ever talks about the man getting married. You sexist fucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, cause Kanye's getting married too, and he's her friend. Yeah, <laughs> it don't matter. Fuck that bitch. It's, I like every time it's a wedding is it it's Kim Kardashian's wedding. It's Kanye's wedding too. Assholes. Oh, he don't count. Cradigan says, "I love how Change.org is both for getting someone off of death row and registering one's dislike of a random pop culture stuff." Right. Ah. It's like there's a change.org profession, uh, uh, petition where we're trying to get George Hurricane Wallace or whatever his name was. Um, we're trying to get him off of death row. It's like, yeah, man, we need to do that. How many signatures? We got a thousand signatures. Cool. Right after I signed this one that has 10,000 signatures for Beyonce not going to Kim Kardashian's wedding. Cause that's a lot more pressing matter. Yeah. First, I need to do that. Redbone Science says, I'm just mad because I want to go. I know it's either of the two, a classy, deep, well-planned extravaganza or all out. Let's get these blood on the leaves, lit ratchetry, ratchetry tobacco. I love me some Kanye. George Bush does not like black people. <laughs> this is a good point. Redbone Sonya. There's a, I didn't think about it that way. Me either. Um, you uh, have enlightened me, but uh, great point. All right. Uh, we have some voicemails to play. Let's do so it. we should probably uh, go ahead and get in there. There's a couple weeks worth, I believe, sitting in there. Um, although now I'm starting to wonder which ones of these play I played and which ones I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me think. Let me let me look at my calendar real quick. Let's see. Last time we did one of these shows would have been the first. So I'm gonna the say second. We, so this everything I uh, to the second we've already probably played, right? I'm under that assumption. Doesn't that make sense, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we would have played them on the second. Yeah, yeah, we would have okay. played it. Okay, so here we go. Greetings from the Kennedy Corner Podcast, Rod and Karen. It's Howard. Uh, first, let me start by saying Brandy sounds very funny and very attractive. Hopefully she comes to Lansing to perform one time because I think, cause I think she would actually chill around here. Anyway, anyway, now that we've gotten that out of the way... Uh, first, Rob Ford. Oh, Rob Ford. I remember when 
Clove. I was talking with Clove about this very thing. And to sum it up, Rob Ford, he truly will not know how little he matters till he's all... He will not know how little he matters till he's all alone in the middle of Toronto with a little bit of rock left in that glass dick. He used to date a blonde. Okay, that joke has gotten old. Um, and for Roots remake. Fuck this. I'm sorry, white people. You, you thought you could give us uh, essentially Shaft, the next generation, with that movie you did with um, Sam Jackson. You can't do Roots. Who the fuck around here we gonna get to do fucking Roots? Like, like who the fuck is gonna play Kuta? Michael B. Jordan? Because that's above, he above that kind of shit by now. Who gonna play Kizzy? Zoe Kravitz? Who the fuck is gonna play play Chicken George? Anthony Mackie or Andre Brown? I, I don't fucking know. Like, and if they do remake it, please don't make the big nigga that, that, uh, Kuta getting that foot race with in Africa back in the village that was played by O.J. Simpson. Please, for the love of God, if you got to get a football player, do not get Chad Ochocinco. I'm tired of looking at his ASAP Rocky looking ass. Uh, bye. Um, Wesley Pipes is the Deadpool of porn. Ah! That's a true statement. Hey, Rod and Karen, this is Sakura Pendragon from the chat room, uh, which I rarely am uh, in because, unfortunately, um, I can't sync up my schedule. Uh, but I basically wanted to comment on Monday's um, podcast uh, when you, uh, slavery, uh, we were slaves. Um, basically, I do believe um, they do teach it in schools, but they, it's like the bare minimum um, I haven't been out of school that long, but I do remember that, like, getting sort of, like, the basic idea and even, you know, George Washington Carver, like, oh, yeah, peanut butter. But as I got older, I realized, like, I mean, the man has the National Park for a reason. He sort of went, like, during the the droughts in the Midwest, he kind of, he literally went from farm to farm with a pamphlet telling them what they could grow, what the, how they could uh, rotate their crops, all this stuff that basically saved America from a drought. Um, so, you know, you get the basic, but you don't really get the detail. And I think more importantly than that, they're not being taught what was, what happened before slavery. Um, it was something that I saw on Tumblr the other day. It's like, yeah, you know all this stuff, but what about, like, we weren't always slaves. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the part that's missing, really emphasizing the fact that Othello was a play because blacks, Moors, if you will, traded with England and were um, in England for uh, a long time. So, yeah, that was just my comment on that. And I just also wanted to comment on the, that story about the racist teacher. And I'm surprised at how many stories I'm hearing about teachers, like the one who who wouldn't touch, said, oh, I can't molest the kids because I don't like black kids. Like, I feel bad for these kids out here with these teachers that don't like them and are racist. But anyways, thank you, guys. You have a great show. Um, I'm working on my financial situation so I can be premium. Is that premium? Um have a good day. Bye. Thank you, sweetie. Yeah, thank you for calling in, first of all. Um, second of all, um, I agree that um, the teachers that are being racist, um, it seems like it's popping up more. 
and i'm just thinking it's because we have social media now oh and yeah access these pictures have been around now don't yeah don't, don't think this is some brand new shit before it was like i hate these black kids blah 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 or i hate these was whatever joking in the teacher's lounge and that's as far as that shit went right now it's like i hate these and wouldn't that also make a funny tweet actually it wouldn't mm-hmm. don't do it um as far as um before slavery history and stuff I think what happens is because so many black people here are disconnected from our roots mm-hmm. um, and we don't know necessarily where we come from, provably, you know, um, unlike, you know, a lot of times you see with like African people come over here. It's like they have a certain more like uh, attachment to like, oh, well, this is my grandfather and he's from here this is you know i know which country i'm from i know all that stuff Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of black people don't know those things Mm -mm. so we view those as just african history lessons we are taught a lot of stuff about what happened before slavery Mm -hmm. we just don't see it as our history Mm -hmm. because we don't know for a fact that it is like ours like it's like when someone is irish they go i'm i'm irish and 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 I know that I come from this place, uh, Ireland, and I know that these are my ancestors and blah, blah, blah. But when you talk about Africa, Africa is a lot of different countries with a lot of different historical relevances and a lot of different historical contexts, a lot of different religions, different. So I think people look at it and they get almost overwhelmed because it's like, I don't feel like I'm learning about me. I feel like I'm learning about a whole other country. Yep. And a whole that, different group of people. Yeah. That isn't that they would not recognize me as much as I would not recognize, recognize them, them except for skin color. Yep. And I think that's where the disconnect is. I don't think it's just that kids are like, I don't, you know, I don't want to learn about Africa. Or I don't know anything. I, I really think people feel like learn, learning about Africa to me is like learning about Russia yeah yeah you yeah know. because in their minds five acres are this far away from america and that's yeah and that's it's not just, me yeah it's not me and that's that's as much uh because we were purposely disconnected from this history oh yes and yes. you have to purposely reconnect like you would have to go maybe possibly get dna tests mm-hmm. uh do, get a, your, do a family tree yeah and, like this is not like this is not it's by design that it was this way but that is why you find people that don't connect to that shit because it's like i you know our my history started with my ancestors in america because that's as far back as i know that's the only yeah i can't go back any know, further than you know? that that's right um and uh you know some of that uh like i know people shit on roots all the time but one of the things in roots that uh i did find to be a very poignant point was how they were saying that they wanted to keep the history of kuta kente alive through word of mouth because that was their connection back to their African ancestry. Mm-hmm. And if they would have let that die, no one would have known where they came from. And that was the, the significance of telling his part of that story over and over to all the kids, making sure they all know that you came from uh, a strong African heritage and you're not just a slave. True. Like that was a huge part of that. But, you know, um, but thank you so much for that voicemail, man. That was uh, very introspective and good. Uh, last voicemail. Hey, Rod and Karen. This is Erica from Cleveland. What up? Just want to say thank you guys for another great week of shows. Um, I pretty much enjoyed everything. I never have a complaint. Um, my racist ass really loves Guess the Race. <laughs> um, anyway, I 
wanted to make a comment on one of the episodes talking about the slave movie, which I also planned on not seeing because do we really need any more slave movies? Mm-hmm. Unless it's Django and we're getting retribution. In addition, you mentioned that they're making a remake of Root, and I'm totally against that shit. Um, my thing is, have we run out of ideas? Mm. Like, do we really need another fucking slave movie? Um, and people are arguing over well, the kids need to learn about it. These kids don't give a damn about shit. Okay? <laughs> How many times we gotta tell these kids that we got our ass beat to vote? We got our ass beat just to go to school and have a quality education and they don't even take advantage of it. So it's like, what's another movie about slavery gonna teach them that they're already ignoring? Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much, again, just, you're a great show, and I love it. I listen every morning, and I finally mastered laughing in my cubicle and not getting in trouble. All right, guys, <laughs> have a great week. Thank uh, you again. Thank you so much, Erica. Um, yes. First thing I will say is, um, I think that, uh, I think people are going overboard now the other way where they feel like there's too many movies about slavery. I don't think there's too many. I really don't. I think people, I think we feel it more because we're so, we're black. You know what I mean? So we feel that way, but I really don't think there's too many movies about slavery. Like that. And also I think mm -hmm. because of the era that we're in where everything is instant because, you know, years ago, most people wouldn't have known about the movie about slavery until it literally came out or by word of mouth. But now you can find out about the slavery movie 18 years before it's made. Mm. So a lot of people are like, y'all coming out with another slave movie, another slave movie in 2020, another slave movie in 2014. Goddamn, there's too many of them. It's just one of those yeah. things where we live in an era where, where you constantly bombarded with stuff. Make as many of them as you want. It don't mean I got to see them, but make as many as you want. Yeah, like how many are there? Because people keep saying that, and I, like, honestly, in the last two years, I can only think Django and this. But I've I've heard that statement, like, every movie is about slavery. It's like, no, mm-hmm. they're not. The Butler's not about slavery. No, um, it's not. Uh, the, uh, uh, Fruitvale Station is not about slavery. Um, what else uh, came out this year that was, quote-unquote, black? Um, um, uh, like, it's... A lot of these movies, I think they aren't about slavery, but we feel it, man, because it's our history on screen and our history has some, uh, we all, our history always has the overcoming part because it's integral to our history in America. Like it's the truth, you know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. shit was fucked up. We're still here. We must have overcome something, you know what I mean? But I think that we just don't want to hear it because we're tired of seeing black people in a light where, you know, they have to overcome a struggle for something as the only stories that really are taken seriously in Hollywood for black people. Mm -hmm. Uh, By which I mean, like when there's Oscar contention and stuff like that, those are the movies that are going to get brought up. These historical movies where black people were struggling, like the help and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And we don't really have the balance necessarily um in, in a lot of people's eyes but i feel like um one of the reasons i want to go see um the best man Hol- holiday is because uh i want to support black people doing stuff that 
isn't necessarily always uh a uh, history a historically accurate movie i, I feel like too. i would like to also have black people do normal regular shit, shit. and relax you know yeah. um the other thing about 12 years a slave i feel like um for a lot of black historical nerds and his black history people and stuff that is their man of steel movie yeah by which i mean i like superman a lot of people like superman um but there's a lot of people who like i like the old superman movies you know where he is fighting someone not doing and then shit. he has to fly and being boring he has to fly and save a baby in a stroller and then he does this. He goes on a date in a Superman suit. <laughs> and, and you know, there's people that like that stuff. But then Man of Steel came out and it showed Superman having a fucking Dragon Ball Z fight in the middle yes. of Metropolis. And for me, I said, I don't give a fuck what you assholes say about this. All those movies before, those can be your movies. But yeah, this movie, movie right here, this, this movie right here is my mine. movie because it's the way I've wanted to see this depicted since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what 12 years of slave is for history nerds. It's like, I am tired of seeing all these bullshit versions of slavery. True. Django Unchained didn't take it serious. It's making some jokes in the middle of this brutal slavery shit. But even in that movie, it's not real slavery. It's a made up story. Uh, people complain about roots and like some of the historical inaccuracy there. And, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, Alex Haley got in trouble behind that and it's not really his story. And, um, you know, people complain about Amistad and all the root, all the movies where there's a white savior figure that comes to a revelation that black people are human and they need to do something to stop it. This is the first movie where it was like, uh, white people pretty much ain't shit throughout the entire movie. You meet like one half decent white person and he's still like niggers are people. Um, and, and, and then the other dude that kind of is the quote unquote savior is in that movie for two minutes at the most. So it, there is a huge, um, I can understand why history people are really pushing for this movie as the d- definitive slavery narrative in America. Cause they're just so fucking tired mm-hmm. of less than so that i think that's what it is i don't think that and i honestly don't think that there's too many movies about slavery um i don't even think we're in danger of it yet um i really think it depends on how much money these movies make before we really get in danger i think yeah the first time you have a like 12 years of slave collector's edition huh. that comes it's with slavery that comes with a whip and in a chain and they make uh 200 million dollars off of this movie then you can start being scared that hollywood is gonna go crazy with these slave movies that's true now but as long as the movies aren't like you know making avatar money and shit you don't have to worry about it because hollywood is not interested in those kind of movies they they just want to turn a profit but you know if they start making like avenger type money then you might have an issue yeah like if they didn't attach like some of the white actors to this if you didn't get fassbender brad pitt and um the dude from um that wine country ass movie whatever that was um god damn what is his name he's a real good actor but uh if if you don't get um people like uh people like that in the movie, yeah, Paul Giamatti, yeah. Um like if you don't get people like that in the movie, then this movie doesn't make any money. Ain't that the truth? For a lot of like for a lot of people cuz white people don't want to see this shit. It's like, "Oh, let's go see how evil we were." Nobody's lining up for that shit. 
you know <laughs> so i'm sorry but you know it's like we have foreign films that come here all the time that are about like and uh you know american drone killed this man's child and then he went on a hunt for revenge and he has to live with all the negativity and consider terrorism and we're not gonna see those movies it's like mm-hmm. i don't want to see america be the bad guy white people like i don't want to see white people be the bad guy so i, I mean, don't that's think understandable yeah i don't think you're gonna see a deluge of slave movies man i just think we worry about that shit because we black but beyond that nobody really has that much interest in these movies um all right so we got some emails let me read them Shayna writes in hey karen and rod i typed this long ass email to clarify all these points and my previous about my previous email but out of respect for rod and because i agree that some conversations just aren't worth the exhaustion i deleted it and started over so i will say this no hard feelings about the retorts i can dish it and take it I respect people being able to choose to identify however they want to. Just wanted to say that I also respect the choice to not identify a certain way. I agree, Agreed. Shana. Yeah. One trillion percent. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we were joking with, with, with chill about her being a feminist, mm-hmm. but I definitely did not, do not think she's a fe- You don't want to be called that. You don't have to be. Mm-mm. Um, I personally am a person that agrees with, a lot of things i hear feminist people say a lot of uh feminists like platforms i definitely agree about equality and uh it to us to a large extent but some of the ways that that fleshes out some of the ways that uh it that people go about it some of the ways that even some of the conclusions that folks arrive to i do not always share those conclusions Mm-mm. and you know i i saw um Lily Allen got in trouble for she had a video where she was uh trying to make satire of the fact that people were um the new trend like with Miley and some of these celebrities is to cloak themselves and like black women shaking their asses and shit and appropriate blackness and be like look look y'all I'm so cool and trendy I got these black women clapping their cheeks together and twerking isn't ah! that isn't that amazing you know what I mean and um in the video lily allen is trying to do satire on that by having her like showing that her white manager is trying to make her have black women shaking their asses in her videos and twerk and it's showing like a white man in a suit twerking and shit and the black women are twerking and lily allen's supposed to be like right next to their butts while they're twerking and stuff and it's supposed to be like a cute isn't this silly guys isn't like isn't molly stupid for doing this and it got turned into uh lily allen's not a feminist she's fucking up um she's also misappropriating black women's sexuality in order to sell her own work and i was just like i'm walking away from that hornet's nest because i could understand her point of view i could understand other people's point of view but that is one of those times where you're like i don't know that that makes her not a feminist i don't know that that's even her fucking up i don't know that that makes the people attacking her not feminist for kicking a woman out of feminism I don't even know that that means they're fucking up. Like I can honestly see why both parties would be like, I thought it was okay to do this. And I thought it was okay to attack you for doing that. That's one of the reasons I don't want to ever, ever, ever be labeled a feminist. I don't ever want to deal with it. Like it's just, no one's going to be coming in to get out of feminism for thinking a different way about women than yeah, I think about them. I, I'm, I, yeah. You know, like I can't do it. I, let that everybody else can play by that playbook. While I'm very hard on feminism, and it's not the only movement that I'm hard on, I respect the work that feminists do. Um, right. That was one of the things mm-hmm. I wanted to emphasize is that when people do go like, feminists ain't shit, it's like, 
Oh, I know some, and they do some good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Seem like good people yeah, to me. Some of the rights that you have, and some of the things that you could do because some of these feminists. Yeah, some of them are. Some of them are assholes. I yes, agree. they are. Yes, and they are. They, some you, of them are not. Right. Some of them are cool. You never know. Probably just reactionary feelings towards feminist academics who honestly could do better. All of the activists I know who identify as feminists are people whose work I respect. Just didn't want to come off as a feminist hater, which I did. Next time, I'll give it a day or two before responding. Anyways, how can I sign up for the Dickens movement? Well, it's masculist. <laughs> okay. Um, for, for is what you need to be signed up for. Don't go sign up for Chill's Dickens movement. Okay. That is an evil movement that objectifies the male anatomy and I'm sick of it. Okay. Why is it okay for you to walk around calling people dicks, but you can't call a dude a pussy? Hmm. What? My, my genitals don't have the reverence. Mm-hmm. My genitals ain't half of the process to keep procreating life on this earth. No. Women have a few select few of eggs in their bodies. Yeah. I can create sperm forever. Yes, you can. And nobody cares. Nope. It's sad. Nope. And this is the fight I have to have for masculist all around. I know Owen understands, but as, as masculist, man, it's, it's up to us to fight the good fight. Don't objectify my dick, ma'am. <laughs> You and chill <laughs> trying to make people suck dicks all the time. What do you think that does to the images of dicks around the globe? I don't know. What does it do? Mm. Just shriveling up in shame. That's what they're doing. Ah! <laughs> they're folded back in. Question for chill. Is this silicone dicks only? I have several. Is that all I need to qualify? Love you guys. Shana. I think you need to email text like fried chicken about some, some dickish movements. Cause we don't respect that over here. Okay, that would be like if, the, if that that'd be like it's a feminist movement and a pussiest movement. Everybody would be like, that's wrong. But you can do that with dicks because nobody respects them in this country. Nope. Because they're um, evil. <laughs> right. <laughs> so sad. Um B Azel says, Hey Karen and Rod. I thought thought I was gonna say Rod and K- Rod first, huh? Settle down hey. there, house husband. This is M B M I A or E B M I A had uh dash 11 or educated black man in america brandon works fine too though we'll leave with that next time pick the name after a poem i wrote uh i wonder what that sounded like educated black man in america and he hit it just be i listen to badu her name is erica yes can i have another cup of coffee at this coffee house we're in anyways don't want to start a history lesson i just wanted to say that i love the show i've been listening for about eight months since i heard rod do a guest spot on the evening jones shout out to Bo. and since then haven't listened i have listened to all your episodes in episode 582 i'm glad and not surprised that you took the side of jonathan martin in reference to his leaving the dolphins team i agree 100 percent. i seem it seemed like every group chat i was in was saying he need to step up and be a man as if being a man doesn't involve using your brain and not resorting to violence Ain't that the truth. exactly as a masculist i support that we, we're bigger than our muscles guys mm-hmm. coincidentally i was the only black guy in those group chats and wanted to say several times if martin would have stood up and been a real nigga whatever that means and beat the shit out of incognito then he would have been labeled the angry black guy we saw how that how they ripped des bryant for doing the same thing tom brady does and he ain't even fighting nobody it was a lose lose for martin in that situation like a lot of situations for us midnight marauders shaking my head mm-hmm. and the guy who 
uh tried to burn his house down to go to sleep and go to sleep classic lol um mm-hmm. let me just also say this about jonathan martin um because i was listening to beating the block and they were talking about it and my toys and uh scar were kind of on the side of like he's a bitch he's just a bitch he's a bitch mm-hmm. he being a bitch and one thing i will say man i don't want to be in any situation and i don't think as black men as black people we should ever measure our masculinity by our ability to ignore someone racially attacking us like that is not how i measure your if you're a man or not is oh you let that guy call you nigger to your face well you're a man like i respect you now i don't look at it that way like it just because to me that just enables racism Mm -hmm. like it's just like oh oh you let people be racist to you well you're more of a man than anybody else around because you let someone be racist i'm like is that really what we want to start calling people bitch for when they when they call out racism when you when you say um no you're not gonna call me a nigger i'll go to your boss we're gonna go oh you're not a man now this is an interesting it was an interesting quandary yes and Mm. and also something else uh, i want to say this Mm -hmm. i think that a lot of men across the board have dealt with or like you said have put up with stuff where they felt punked and Mm -hmm. they felt like this was a way to kind of channel that rage. He should have hit him because I can't hit a woman or I can't hit a man or mm-hmm. I can't, you know. So because of this, I'm going to go to the other extreme. Be like, where is you just punch? You know, punch, punch, punch. You know, that's what niggas do. Niggas just punch. Yeah. you like, that's not realistic. And Essentially, this- in this organization, that guy was his manager. Essentially, if you okay. look at like a corporation, yeah. he was basically his manager. We've all had managers we didn't like. We didn't go punch him in the face. We went, if we had felt harassed or we felt they crossed some legal bounds we probably went to hr most of, of us probably course. did um and i don't want to say that you're a bitch for doing that it's and all you're not i know other people will say that and they can say that and like i said it's not mutually exclusive i can understand why people would think he got punked out uh well he's a sucker for going out like this i can understand that angle i just didn't want to hear it in regards to letting somebody call you a nigger i don't understand how the fuck you got punked yeah, out it, it, because you said you're not gonna call me the n-word and, and also something else uh me and you kind of talked about something you hit on this is bigger than bullying this is workplace harassment and yeah. i think people are framing it as bullying because when you start talking about workplace harassment guess what it got to change the working environment and people right. are not trying to hear motherfuckers change the nfl working environment why because that means people to get educated that mm. means people will change that means people start knowing their rights that means people mm. start demanding for better working environments and you can't tell me out of all the years the nfl been around there have been other people who wanted to do the same thing this man did but never did it because they didn't want to deal with the scrutiny and the backlash of it even some of your favorite people talking to you every day uh for some of your ex-players on these tv shows some of them may have dealt with this but man, well that's just the way it is and sometimes that just ain't the way it is you just have accepted it and nobody wants to challenge the norm we have romanticized the nfl locker room into the gladiator cages and that is why people are that are on the outside looking in are trying to be protective of that environment like they feel an attachment to what they romanticized as just guys going around being brutes and they don't want to have they don't want to believe that these guys will be beholden to the same rules that all the rest of us in society are where you can't 
get away with just doing any fucking thing you want to at work you know what i mean like you're gonna have to treat each other like human beings and people don't want to uh i think there's a real disconnect mentally from that where a lot of guys are like i don't want to see a society where even football players are told what to do because i get told what to do every day and i don't like it um just wanted to let you guys know i love the show because it gets me through some slow ass work days since i moved from central to to central new york from north carolina we got snow yesterday by the way shout out to karen because she got me starting off half my comments and conversations with the thing about it is this (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh and agreeing by saying ain't it so um (laughs) with raised eyebrows lol the balls deep the balls deep sports freebie was hilarious i think i was mentally keeping a tally on the number of times you made a reference to the infamous Allen iverson practice rant uh yeah we got we definitely got got kind of practicing on a couple of those i know the one we did my favorite rant of all times the one we did where we did the tiger woods practice rant was my favorite yes epic yeah talking about practice um i'll be sure to keep the racism and guess the race at an all-time high and i'm sure you guys will keep up the great work and same to your fellow podcasters kevo and montoya's from beating the block isn't that right it was just talking about them i know right kevo keep fighting strong fight i'm on your side brother if i was there i would have had your back we would have won that debate uh dude those dudes are funny oh wait uh beating the block dudes are funny well kevo's light-skinned but he gets a pass (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that slander i know light-skinned brother slander i guess lol they steal chocolate too uh, he gets a pass i guess lol they gave incognito one give me a- <laughs> oh lord give me some time and i'll be a premium member until then i'll just continue to be a five-time week listener oh yeah shout out to the pirates of ecu it's our homecoming this weekend arg well good luck guys uh chris writes in rod's inspiring late night tweets um hi rod and karen i haven't written into the show for a very long time however i have just read something that i feel i need to comment on it's 2 a.m and i have just read a long series of tweets from rod about betting on yourself one line in particular stood out to me ask yourself if someone is holding you back or is that someone you shit changed my whole outlook as i said i haven't written into the show for a long time but i never stopped listening i never stopped reading the tweets i never stopped being inspired by how the show has grown and continues to get better and how you have taken something you love and made it into a career directly after the last time i wrote almost two years ago i got laid off got into a car accident found out i was going to be a father found out that i thought what found what i thought was a better job and have since quit that and am now onto my third job now my little girl is nine months old. My girlfriend and I have been together for four and a half years, and I'm hoping that next fall we can get married. I'm in a better place than I was before, and nothing in this world makes me happier than my family. And yet, there's that nagging feeling of being so unhappy with my job, feeling trapped, feeling like I'm going to be stuck at that desk until my soul has died, along with my personal hopes and dreams. And so, as I read all of those, t- as I read all those tweets, as lame as it sounds, I honestly started to tear up. I know those exact feelings that you talked about, Rod, and when you said a coward dies a thousand deaths and I died a little bit more inside every time I was mistreated at work, knowing I was better than that, it hit me so hard. It's been, I've been through a lot over the past couple of years and I owe it to myself and my family to start betting on me. Why needlessly suffer when I can do something about it when this is something I can control? I can do better. I need to do better. I need to stop holding myself back. So thank you, Rod. You never know where you might find inspiration or who who might give you a push. 
you not only gave us much need not only give us much needed laughter but inspiration and so if you actually read this entire email on the show please end it with your own words get your shit to the point where you're like i'd be a fool to keep this fucking job and then prosper chris h well thanks chris i appreciate it yeah i was tweeting about that a lot of people was like man that's very motivational thank you so much for um talking about it you should storify it and then i was gonna storify it and i realized nigga you should storify it i wrote the tweets anybody can storify anybody's tweets i'm about to have to do extra work on my week off um <laughs> but yeah we had a really inspirational weekend and i'm sure we'll talk about it in detail tomorrow but we, we you know some some shit happened this like last the last week where it's just like uh you just kind of had that feeling like we're doing the right thing we're on the right path you know yeah and and uh before we move on mm-hmm. i remember uh i i actually had took a nap and so i woke up and i'm going we're going back through and i seen that's what he tweeted so actually the next morning i started him and like retweeted him and i told roger that because it's one of those things but as you read it you was like oh okay and my thing is that sometimes you don't realize that people actually do watch what we do and see what we do and actually pay us attention. And, and even for me, it's one of those things where I know I work hard, but it's one of those things where even for me, it's like, can I work more? Can I do more? What can I do? And, and it's one of those things where you need to believe in you, yourself and your product, because I feel like this, whatever company you work for represents themselves. And guess what? You are a company. You are represent a representation of yourself and just like the company looks out for its best interest you need to look out for your best interest and sometimes that means investing in you and when we say be your own radio and create your own thing we really do mean that because there's a lot of people who have hopes and dreams and aspirations and things they really 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 desire to do and really really want to do but for whatever reason they feel like they can't do it or it's out of reach or it can't uh come to pass but it can it might be a slow process to get there and you know you may have had children you may have got married you may have death sickness whatever it may be but regardless of the situation or the circumstances it does not mean that you can't accomplish the goals and the dreams that you have and and i just think it's just uh wonderful that we and especially you inspire people to believe in themselves and trust and believe with their own strength that they are able to accomplish anything that they want to. And that's one beautiful thing about our country that I have always loved, that regardless of your situation and regardless of your the money you make in the background, if you really, really, really uh, want to accomplish something in our country, you can. Yeah, I, I mean, that was uh, kind of, the you know, like the gist of what I was trying to say basically was uh, the work situation I was in was terrible. You know what I mean? Like it was just, I was underpaid, um, and undervalued and they make you, they, and we've talked about it on the show before, but the job purposely makes you feel less of yourself. Yes, it does. You it know is. what I mean? Yes. And a lot of jobs do this to a lot of people. In America, we get the least vacation of any country that yes. is modernized. Yep. Um, it is so our esteem will be beaten down, you know, it's like so that we won't believe in ourselves and we won't take a chance. And they give us like this illusion of security. But I was saying this bullshit because I got a perfect review and then I got laid off. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I even being good at your job doesn't mean shit. No, it no, like it like literally if the numbers just they don't feel like the numbers are where they want them to be uh, for whatever reason. Some numbers got some people got to go. Maybe you're about to make too much money. Maybe, um, you know, you're about to, uh, 
you've been there eight years and you've gotten three three percent raises and this and you know i i remember being nervous that i was i gonna get my three percent raise you know there were there were years at my old company where i made them literally millions of dollars not exaggerating if i had not been there they would not have made that money and then i'm worried i'm sitting in the office like i hope i get a three percent raise i hope it's okay that i was on a message board today you know, I hope I don't get talked to because I was five minutes late from lunch. Sit down today. again. But, but they do that to make you feel like you're valueless, you know? And I was saying like, this is the most value I've ever felt. And I don't really talk about it a lot because I don't like to brag. Um, because I feel like it comes off like bragging to a lot of people, people. when you say like, Oh, well, I kind of work for myself. I'm kind of, you know, doing this thing, but I am extremely proud of it. Mm-hmm. Like, when I look at the tattoo on my arm, I'm extremely proud of that because I, I know that that means people believed in us more than I thought they would. Yeah. People, more people believed in us than I could even imagine. Yeah. And, and like, I'll never be ashamed of that because of that. Because, because I, you know, I will always look at that arm and be like, those people have my back if nobody had my back. Yes. And, and it's, and it's one of those things too where you guys believing in us made us say we know we can do it like we knew we can do it but it's nothing like having the love and the support and the um admiration of people saying we want the best for y'all we want we we, right. we, 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 we put like this because if you're a creative person everybody spends your whole life you're told what you can't do ain't that because the truth. you're trying to do something that is not uh you know on the books it's not on the map for for what so it's like there's certain paths in our lives that we're told you do you you get a home you know you get you have children you get married you get a steady job you work until you retire you do you know like there there's certain things that we're just told these are the steps that you do in life mm-hmm. and some people do find a lot of happiness, happiness. in that yes they and do. i would never down those people mm-hmm. we've all met those people you've been mm-hmm. in a corporate job where you're like yo this motherfucker right here loves, gets it. He loves like it. he will always or she will always be better than me at this corporate shit because they give a fuck so much more than me. Yes, sir. They wake up in the morning and are just like, this is my life's quest mm-hmm. to go and move up the ladder of this corporation. And for me, I don't I never had that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every yeah. every review I've ever had when they did ask me the what do you see yourself in five years? I'm pretty much every single one. I've always been like, I don't know. You know what? The, and, and, and baby, the, the, the weird part is, is me too. Um, um, you know, cause they always ask you that. And it's one of those things where I was like, eh. and it's one of those things where, you know, sometimes, you know, they were like, well, do you want to do this? You want to do that? And it's one of those things where, um, the thing about it is that, uh, Roderick has always had a creative mind. He's always, um, had ideas outside the box and outside of the norm. And one thing about uh, uh, when you do things outside of the norm, people don't know that they need something until a creative mind creates it. Motherfuckers mm. got they got iPhones and all that stuff. They didn't. They wouldn't even think about the iPhone. But guess what? Somebody's dream, somebody's vision, somebody's uh thought process. But well, they took something in their vision and their imagination and made it reality. And now you go, oh, we got the iPhone and it's a standard now. But this idea didn't just fall out the sky. You mm. had to have creative minds put this thing together. And it's amazing. And uh, especially in America, how everybody wants everybody to be creative. Everybody wants everybody to be to 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 to, to um 
think outside the box when a lot of people are just not designed to do that. And then the ones that are designed to do that are always told that whatever they're thinking about is not reality and yeah. it cannot come to pass. I mean, I don't think that any, like that was the thing I was saying too, was it's not like we didn't put in work. You know what I mean? Because I don't, I'm not telling people be foolish. Like, no. What I was saying was I didn't know, I could believe in myself the way that I do now until I was forced to. Yeah. You know, it was like, I, it was like, how are you going to eat in six weeks from now? So that, you know, was a thing. And we're still in the process. Like this is not written in stone. Like I, like this is not just, well, this is what I'll be doing for the rest of my life. Shit could go way left easy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a high wire act. And it's the scariest shit that I've ever done. Period. Like, you know, that, uh, all kinds of decisions you have to make. There's conversations you have to have. There's shit you have to read where you're like, oh, I didn't know this. I didn't know about that. Oh, learn and educate yourself. Right. But, but it feels way more, it feels Rewarding. way better doing it for myself because I know when I was doing this shit for somebody else, they purposely made me feel like I wasn't shit no matter how good I was at my job, no matter what I did for those people. They purposely made me feel like, you are worthless. Yeah, and if you, and, you it, know. and it starts to like suck into your soul. soul. You start yeah, yeah. to believe yes, it, it does. on some level. Like maybe I ain't shit. I walk out of this building and there's thousands of people that want to hear what I have to say. There's thousands of people that listen to our show. Mm-hmm. There's thousands of people that follow us on Twitter. There's all these people that 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 you know literally have donated hours donated money Money there's people that care about us but then you walk inside that building they make you feel like nobody cares about you and you shouldn't even care about yourself and you know i think mentally you start to let yourself go because you're like what's the fucking point like the only thing that kept me mentally sharp was this shit was this show if it wasn't Mm -hmm. for this podcast i really don't know where i would be because this is the only thing that made me feel like this like you're still somebody and you can't let these motherfuckers take that from you. Yeah. And so when I, like I said, when I look at the chat, when I think about the stuff that happened this weekend, all that, I, I think about how it was because people believed in us that enabled me to understand that, uh, I should believe in myself and I want to give that energy back to the world and be like, if you're listening to this, if you're reading these tweets, if you're feeling the same way at your job, I don't know what your hobby is. I don't know what your second, um, I don't know what your passion is. I don't know if you're even, maybe you're not, maybe you love your job. Maybe you're not even the kind of person I'm talking about. But if you were like me, if you are like me, I believe in you, even if you don't believe in yourself, because sometimes it takes somebody saying that shit to be like, yeah, I believe in you, even if If you you don't don't think you can do this thing, because that sometimes you you, you kind of need that jump mm-hmm. you know on your battery of life to be like oh i can do this like i i'm kind of already doing it you know so it, it felt it felt like that man so that that was what i was trying to say was like uh, uh i feel blessed and honored and lucky to be here and um it's, it's big man so yeah uh you know that that, that was, those are the that was basically what the tweets were if you missed them I didn't feel like y'all can go back and store by that shit if you want to find those tweets. And it was at two in the morning on a Sunday. Yeah, it was really And, late. um, it was crazy. Cause like I said, I have people I talk to all the time that don't even know I feel like that. I don't talk to them about that kind of shit. And I don't really, like I said, I don't brag about that kind of shit. Cause I really feel like people feel like, Oh, you're, 
um i feel like if if i start talking about like how amazing i feel about this people construe it as like bragging or boasting and trust me it's not there yet we are not at a boast level of anything right now shit like i said shit could go wrong halfway through next year we could be like well guys i'm working again and we're going back to part-time podcast <laughs> it could be that way That's because right. everything is that close to how wire act i just can't even believe we made it this far because it's so um it's so much love that we got from everybody so um you know and i was and the, the last thing i'll say because i think it was the last thing i said when i was tweeting that stuff was i'm not saying be foolish i'm not telling anybody to like hey man start selling uh rubbers that also uh you know have hot sauce on them or something like (laughs) like i'm I'm not telling people to go do stupid shit i'm saying but but we did put in the work yes and and we still put in the work and the steps was slow and you have to plan out be it go get more education be it go find out what people are doing in the field that you're trying to go through whatever it is educate yourself about it and learn more about it before and start planning and making these steps to do whatever it is your visions and dream it's not going to be easy and and, it'll be hard like it's hard work and 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 and, and that's something that people really really underestimate and i know uh when i say this and it's not to boast or brag or anything like that and i know there's a lot of podcasters out there i know people work very hard on their podcast but one thing i can say is motherfuckers we work very very hard at what we do we spend a lot right. of hours a lot of effort roger build our website from scratch you know it's it's a lot of stuff that people see but i just when you make something hard looks easy that means you're good at it right like i i know i was talking to people somebody one day they were like so what would you um say like is advice because i i think i want to do like a premium show at some point what would you say like was the secret to y'all being able to kind of get it off the ground and do it yourselves and i was like uh give away 500 episodes for free Mm -hmm. (laughs) lose your job and don't have a choice like like you know what i mean like to a certain extent like i can't i like i can't emphasize enough like you do have to be willing to put in the work man yes yes you do like and there's no shortcut for that but i was just like my main point is I'm not telling you, like, quit your job tomorrow. Fuck them white people. Uh, all I'm saying is, don't ever let everyone, anyone take a- away your belief in yourself because it, it's something like you don't even realize it's gone. That's the truth. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where, uh, I really think that sometimes when opportunities present themselves, they will force you to do things that you never would have thought you would have done. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where I don't think because of the situation with you losing your job and things, I, I don't think you would have been happy uh, with, uh, with, with just life itself. If you didn't at least give it a try. Yeah. I could not live with yeah. the idea of not at least trying this. And that was like, I don't know thing. how long we can sustain it. I don't know how long it lasts. I hope it lasts forever. I hope that one day we're both doing this. Nobody has to go to anywhere but do this shit. And, and, but, and, and, that's, but, and that's the goal. Right. But the point being, um, you got to start somewhere. And, yeah. you know, and whether small. it was the first time with a blue, blue snowball a microphone. Mic and four people on with, the mic. With two of us. No, the first, first time, time didn't have no four with, people. First time when it was two of us recording, recording a fucking episode. Four, three or four, four times, times in a row hoping we could get the equipment to work right 
buying a new computer that day because our computer wouldn't do it crash because it was um, too much yeah when when it's that um to this like it's a big ass difference and we're still not where we can be it can get even more so um you know when i think about that kind of shit you know um the the hospital stay the Mm -hmm. um you know that time that i got sick Mm -hmm. at the the hospital yeah um that like when i think about shit like that you know um and to say like we're even at this point right now yeah I, i feel like we should be proud of it and i know that if we were doing this for someone else there would always be part of them that wouldn't want to let us be proud of it and yeah that and that is the difference between doing this shit and doing shit for somebody else is that we get to be proud of what we've accomplished and we don't need anybody to come in and and humble us down and tell us that we shouldn't be ecstatic about you know our own ability to to do you know to do something we love that's true that's true and also i think that uh honestly just for me on the outside looking in i know i'm here with you all the time like lily in the past you was at that job for what almost five years for five years Mm -hmm. and honestly like this past almost you know almost a year pretty soon it's one of those things where this is the happiest i've seen you and it's one of those things where i enjoy you being happy and it's one of those things when i get up you get up and i be like have a good day at work Right. And literally because I know that you're going to be working, and you know, and it's one of those things where it's amazing how me and you talked about this, how people treat each other like shit. I didn't realize that. The reason why I'm saying this is because I supported you in your dream and your vision and people act like this was revela- uh, 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 a new revela- um, revelation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, I love my husband. I support him. Why would I shit on his dreams and his visions? Why would I tell him he's less than a man because he does? But you know what? That's not like I think a lot of times it's not even that person's fault. Society tells you that's what you're supposed to do. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? My dad is. You know when I talk, my dad is what I was gonna do. He he, he gave you the side eye. He was very worried. Like that's what society tells us. Like you're going to fail at this thing, and most people do fail at stuff. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of negativity out there that i think people are accepting into it and you just don't realize it you you just don't realize it like i said you that, you don't yeah. realize that you're not happy until you're happy and then you're like fuck man i was miserable mm-hmm. you know but yeah man if you're going through it man just uh continue to try to yeah. fight for the things that make you happy, happy because those are the things people Hmm? i said and my biggest thing is put yourself around positive thinking people that yeah that too man and a lot of y'all i know people like the internet isn't real but y'all motherfuckers are the positive people that that definitely taught me and made me feel like i can do this mm-hmm. because yeah. it really was like you know was, oh the internet is just a bunch of faces and strangers but it's mm-hmm. like y'all real people i know that like that's real money that's real listeners that's all these people spin off podcasts and shit. Like I see people doing shit and I'm like, those are real people. And they really do believe in us. They really do connect with us. Mm-hmm. When we go out, you know, when we, you know, when we have brunch with, uh, Brandon, Nick Jew and, and Leonard, mm-hmm. those are real people. You know what I mean? Like I want to, I want to meet some of these, not Ollie, not Howard, but I want to meet some, some of these people, people and shit like that because it's yeah. like, you know, these are real folks that really support people and they make us like believe 
they 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 kind of give us this they are the safety net that lets you believe in yourself yeah we gotta we gotta get out of here though um no problem but um thank y'all so much man we'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m um we're a regular show regular time all that good stuff man yes uh we'll see you guys then um keep putting in your feedback and uh also we'll be back in a couple hours for people that have premiums so we talk about some nerd shit uh did y'all know the playstation 4 came out what what um yes, did. <laughs> yeah uh but we'll talk about that uh later on this afternoon the rest of you guys will see you tomorrow morning until then i love you youtuber Mwah.